Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's July 5th. The All-Star game is approaching and the Buckos have two guys going. And this is not one of those team representative situations either. This is for real. Let's go Bucks. Well, kind of a bittersweet week. Bitter, yeah. s- bittersweet. <laughs> uh, sure. Not not good on the diamond. No. But we were able to get Adam Frazier, a starter in the All-Star game. Yeah, deservingly so. Deservingly so. And, and like, fan-voted starter. Yeah. That's the thing that's going to get the most attention, is that there were actually people outside of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. who actually looked and paid attention to Adam Frazier and decided I'm going to vote for him. He won by a considerable margin too. Almost 50% of the votes. Mm-hmm. And Ozzie Albies, I mean, cause that's the only competition he had. Right. He's not having a bad year. No, not at all. We talked about this before he does damage. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I still think it was a clear cut. Should have been Adam Frazier. Absolutely. But we weren't sure that was going to happen still. Right. And interestingly enough, and I'll and I'll go there because I thought we talked about the all-star team and about who we thought was going to be where. And we said basically everyone who made it, we thought was probably deserving to be there. I, well, actually, that is still true. Everyone who made it deserved to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But there were other guys deserving as well. And our guess is sure. we thought Muncie would get in and not Freeman, mm-hmm. but Freeman got in once again, deserving, but we thought it would be Muncie. And yeah. that goes to show that Atlanta, as you said, has a big enough fan base to get a guy in, in Freeman over top of a guy who, uh, arguably, Looked yep. like he was better, right? Because he leads sure. baseball in on-base percentage mm-hmm. and had hit more home runs than Freeman. Now, Freeman, with a recent surge, has made that a closer gap. Right. But at the time of voting, it looked clear that it should have been Muncie. Like I said, still arguable. Right. Freeman's a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is Albies. But it it looked like... If if Frazier didn't get it, it was all because of votes. Like it was all because of popularity. Right. And that's the only reason I bring up first base is because we know Atlanta's capable of it because they did it with Freeman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. they got Acuna in, which of the nine, we said it was going to be Acuna. And we, well, no, we said it should be Acuna, Castellanos, and Winker. We did not think that both Castellanos and Winker could make it. Right. But they yeah, did. I thought, I thought Betts was going to get the votes to get in. We did. That's what we thought. And here we are on the outside looking in. The other thing that looks apparent is that people were not going to vote for Dodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just weren't going to. I mean, that's part of the Muncie thing. That's part of the... I mean, Betts didn't deserve to be there. Um, 
he still made the team because he still deserves to be an all-star. Yeah, absolutely. The numbers aren't there to be a starter, but what no. he's done for that team, and he's just hasn't had a normal Mookie Betts year. He still has right. good numbers. Yeah, and his hitting numbers aren't all you should look at either because right. his defensive metrics are really good. Yeah. Like, don't don't run on Mookie. Yeah. We well, the other thing mistake. is, is when you look at actual <laughs> people who are playing center field, yeah. Brian Reynolds is the, uh, um, not arguably the best. He is the clear of the guys who are playing mostly in center field. It's clear Reynolds is having the best year. Yeah. In just about every category. He's either first, second, or third in almost every offensive category. But he didn't get a shot. No. However, he made the team. Yep. So we have two legitimate. This is once you have Adam Frazier in the game, you no longer, he was voted in the game. You no Mm -hmm. longer have to have a team representative in the all-star game. Right. Anybody beyond that has earned it. Yeah. So we've, until we're blue in the face, we've said that we've got a top three that we'd put up against anyone. Mm -hmm. Key Bryan's been hurt, a little bit of struggle recently, but it's proving to be a legit, like we're not just talking out of our rears. Right. We got legitimate players who are all-stars and they're getting recognized for it. And are all saying, hey, that 2020 year was a fluke. Mm -hmm. It's not my true, especially Reynolds. Because of the whole having his first child in the middle of a pandemic thing. Right. I just think that if you look at layers outside of baseball, Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Let alone having your first child can (laughs) alter the way you play the game. Sure. There's nerves. There's extra, you know what I mean? But then add the fact that... actually. Well, (laughs) but I mean, you know, but you know, like you see that. Yeah, you know, you see yeah. the effect of that. That some guys, it go, it, some it guys, it makes them play the better yeah. after he's born. But there's yeah. still like nerves leading up to it. There's the fact that you don't know when when you're getting real close to it. At any day, it could be an hour before the game started, and you have to go to your coach and say, "Peace out, man. Find somebody else to play." Right. And you just don't know when that's going to happen. It could be the third inning. You could be like, "Hey, man, I got to go." You're on yeah. deck. Got to go. <laughs> Kid's about to be born. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Pirates just took a two-run lead. Two-one lead, I mean. So we're recording this Monday night, uh, (laughs) July 4th, holiday, all that stuff. I was actually out of town, um, and I last night got in the car at about 8 o'clock and started the nine-hour drive, which took us, yeah, nine hours. We got home at like quarter after 6. So we did pretty good. Yeah. So about a nine hour drive overnight, we decided to do that because we thought it would be best for uh, the kids to just be able to get a full night's sleep. So we took turns driving and I think I did the first four hours. Then I passed out for an hour or two while she drove for, I think, two and a half, three hours, something like that. And then I took back over and didn't make it very long. (laughs) I think I, I think I've been there with you on that. Yeah, I know. It's like that second that second <laughs> shift because I don't I never sleep good in between. Yeah, 
And then she did the last stretch, the last, uh, I think, hour and a half. And I know that when we were going up the two-lane road, which is about 40 minutes, 45 minutes up, um, at one point I was like, how are you doing? She's like, not good, tired. <laughs> and it reminded me of the time that we were uh, pulling into the middle of Texas. And I said, yeah. how do we get here? And, or one of us said that. And the other you, one said, you, well, you woke up. I was driving. You woke up. Says, I, you woke up and looked at me. I said, we're here. And you said, all right. I said, I don't know how, but we're here. <laughs> Good times. We used to play in a band together for those that are unsure, not unsure for those of you who don't uh, know what we're talking about. Yeah. Not familiar. There we go. Um, and so those were just some of our traveling days, a 15 hour drive from Nashville to Texas. And then the, the it was that later that night mm-hmm. after the show we played, we drove up North of Waco. Long. It was like a three hour drive. Yeah. But it was just the fact that we drove overnight Yeah, and then played a show and then just took off after that show to go another like three, three and a half hours in between mm-hmm. somewhere in between like Waco and South of Dallas and that. And yeah, that was fun. It was, but was those, those were crazy nights. So we took times, we took turns sleeping throughout the day today. We're ready to go. There you go. Uh, by ready to go. I mean, ready to go to bed tonight. So <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, just another bad week though, as far as mm-hmm. wins and losses. Um, Key Brian is really struggling right now, and the team struggles along with him, it, it appears. 1.43 runs per game in a seven-game stretch. You know, you're playing in, in Colorado. You don't expect to get shut out. No, it was bad. I mean, we should have been scoring runs in bunches up there. I just... It's a different game. It is. But, like, you know... They play that game well, and then they go on the road and they continue with that plate approach, and it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. teams that come in with a certain plate approach uh, doesn't work there. However, that didn't appear to be the case for the Pirates. They just weren't hitting. Right. It went flat. It did they had nothing no to do with Colorado. You know what I mean? Right. You just would hope that it would. And you would hope that a team like the Pirates, who aren't big-time power guys, that it actually would have played well. Mm-hmm. for them but i mean it, it just didn't matter because they didn't look like themselves anyway right i mean the altitude messes with you too with you physically too so i don't know if that played a part factor in it not being used to it i i don't know yeah i don't know because i being a denver broncos fan i know a lot of it you see a lot of guys they'll just sit the game out starters for other teams well because they can't their bodies can't handle the altitude and, and pittsburgh's fans know that i mean ryan yeah. clark never played Right. So, yeah. Don't hold it against him for being a Broncos fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I have for this week. Uh, really. You know what I mean? Offense is yeah. not good. Pitching mostly was not good. A few good things, but outside of that, uh, this week was all about uh, all-stars, getting that recognition, and and roster moves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if we have time, we'll go over the roster moves. But in a nutshell, you're probably going to see some people in the next couple weeks, and you're going to be like, who's that? Don't worry about it, because if his name's Nagowski, he'll be gone in a couple weeks anyway. So just don't worry. <laughs> but 
Adam Frazier is is kind of the good piece here. Uh, getting the start is well-deserving. Didn't think he was going to get, especially, I would think, if if looking at the two guys, I would think that Reynolds would get the recognition before Frazier. Because of the way that... Runs. It's it. Because, because the fans right now care about bombs. And that's mm-hmm. it. And they won't respect game when it's in front of them. Even if, right. you know, if it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? If it doesn't look like the cookie cutter... You know, Acuna, yeah. Guerrero, all these, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's unfair because those guys do it all, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But with the all-star conversation of Adam Frazier comes the trade deadline conversation about Adam Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do yeah. one without the other. No. He will be a pirate in the all-star game. Yeah. Uh, that actually doesn't matter. For the first time, they're not even going to wear their own uniforms. Really? They have National League and American League uniforms that they will wear during the All-Star game. Ah, I mean, I like it in the Home Run Derby and everything. Are they going to wear their own jerseys in the Derby and stuff, I wonder? You got to let them wear their uniforms. I feel like that doesn't even point. matter. I wonder what they would do because there are guys that are in the Derby that aren't on the team. Sure. And it used to be you had to be on the team in order to be in the Derby. And I a, a, a long wish... time ago, a while back that that would that had happened. I can't remember who it was. Like I'm talking like when I was in high school or maybe even middle school. So you're talking like late nineties, early two thousands. Really? There was a player in the Derby that was not and I think it was because he had won it the year before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can defend it. Yeah. Yeah, the way that they used to remember you could, who that was. You could but... defend it. That's that's different. However, I think they should go back to that. I think you've got to make the All Star game first. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just either that or it should be based on. No, I'll go back. I'll go back on that. It should be based on the leaders. Yeah, because you might not be a total player, but if you're Joe, like why is Joe, why do we not talk about Joey Gallo in every home run derby? Right. He has the most raw power in the game. Mm-hmm. But he's not an all-star because he does he doesn't it's not complete. The guy right. twice, twice in his career has had more home runs than singles. I think he's in the all-star game this year. Oh, is he act did he actually make the all-star game? I think so. <laughs> here me here I am, eating my own words. Is he in the home run derby this year? I have not seen who all's in it yet. So yeah, Joey Gallo is in the all-star game. The only people that I know that are in the in the derby is Otani, Guerrero, um, Trevor Story. I didn't even see Story. Sto- they talked about that during one of our game, the games we were playing there. Um, that Oops. he decided that he'd be the representative from the Rockies to do it, pretty much the hometown team. Oh really- yeah, that's another thing that I think is fine too. Yeah, that's a good point. Ah, uh, but it doesn't have to happen. I'll go back on that. It doesn't have to. I I went to the home run derby when it was in Cleveland, and who was it? Santana, Carlos Santana was in it, and I he didn't. I mean, he just looked out of place. Yeah, Trevor Story won't, but it was just weird. Like he just looked out of place. It didn't look like he was. Um, it didn't look like he should have been there. <laughs> yeah, but Adam Frazier and the trade talks. Um. As a fan, there are two ways that you could um, there are two ways you could go about this discussion. 
and both of them are right. And if they don't fit into these, then maybe I'm just not considering it. Or there are some who are, there are some arguments that are wrong. (laughs) However, Adam Frazier has next year arbitration. Now, I think he makes about four and a half million. They've paid about half of that, right? So there's not that much left on the year. It's a pretty cheap rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Because he's made the all-star game and because he's done so well this year, he'll probably make around $9 million next year. I don't care. To me, that $9 million means nothing as far as the decision I would make, right? Right. The decision I would make would be based on two completely different arguments. The one argument, and we'll go down both roads here, and I think this is where you are. The one argument is, Let the guy walk to free agency. Let's keep him this year. Let's keep him next year. Let's let him play out his Pirates career because we've got nobody right now anyway to play the position. I mean, you could, you might. The thing about putting Gonzalez there is, well, he's hurt right now, right? So with that said, if he gets hurt, who, who steps in? You have to have somebody there and then somebody who can step in. Yeah. We don't have anyone else. As a matter of fact, we just traded Kevin Kramer to the Brewers. So even if it was a long shot, like, can we just bring a guy up? You know what I mean? We got nobody else. Right. So keep Adam Frazier, let him play, and just play out his contract, and then let him go to free agency and see what he can do with it. Good. Hey, thank you, Adam Frazier. Now, you get zero return for that, but that doesn't mean that you lose value. The fact that you have a productive player at the top of the order it saves you from having to put somebody who is not a leadoff hitter in the leadoff spot. Right. Which saves the rest of your lineup from having an out all the time or a a non-productive player there. But it also, let's say you decide, well, we got nobody else, so let's bat Brian Reynolds leadoff. Well, now Brian Reynolds' game is completely different. So you've taken a season away from Reynolds by making him bat leadoff or key Brian Hayes because it's a different approach. Yeah. So allow him to fill that space because you have no one else to fill that space. And I don't even, I don't just mean second base. I mean the leadoff spot. Sure. So that is tremendous value because it continues to allow Brian Reynolds to improve. It continues to allow key Brian Hayes to improve because you have one more hitter in the lineup. Yeah. And whoever else comes along, this year and next year. It also gives another year of development for Nick Gonzalez. Like don't bring him up too early. Yeah. And you're I, not forced. Unfortunately it, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not going to be Nick Gonzalez anyway. He's not going to make the team this year for sure. He's still in high. Right. A, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was basically, you know, talking about next year, even next year, if he makes it to double a this year, you might be talking about a cup of coffee at the end of next year if everything mm-hmm. goes really, really well. Sure. I mean But this, that's what I mean. Like yeah. you wouldn't be for you wouldn't be forcing a hand saying, Well, let's bring this guy up because I don't know who else we have. Well, that's he's not right. Technically ready, but Yeah, let, and let's maybe bring that maybe that cup of coffee at the end of next year happens if Frazier does isn't there. Yeah. And that's a good point. Because Maybe we don't want to see Nick Gonzalez next year. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Maybe we want to wait until the next year to see him. Other than maybe a cup of coffee where he's not asked to be the everyday second baseman. Right. If he's a September guy, if he's the guy they pick up to give him at bats like they did Key Bryan last year. Hey, let's give him a taste Mm -hmm. of what it's like so that in 2024 he can just jump right in or at least have a taste and then depending on development, you know what I mean? Sure. I think that is tremendous value and that's one way to look at this whole thing. And I think it's possible that it happens because the other argument is you need to trade him now while his value is as high as it can be. Mm-hmm. The fact that we got him in the all-star game. So here's, here's the argument that I'll say is um, I don't want to be like, I don't want to say it's anything's negative. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be negative here. <laughs> Right. But like the argument that doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, we got him in the All-Star game. Now we'll trade him. Yeah, that is it. Mm -hmm. The whole push to get him in the All-Star game was because if he's a starting, if he's a starter on the All-Star team, his value is higher. Yeah. If he doesn't make a starter, that gives the team that you're going to trade him to say like, well, it's not like he's an All-Star. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to help us out. But no, 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 no. He's not just going to help you out. He he's an all like there's nobody better in the National League, so you want this guy, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that is getting him in the All Star game. It actually in, increases the chance that we trade him, not just because oh yeah now he's an All Star now we deal him away, so we don't have to right. pay him nine million dollars next year, dude. They don't care about nine million dollars next year. There's no money in this team. No, dude. Gregory Polanco is making thirteen million this year or something like that. That who cares about the nine million that Frazier will make, right? You know what I mean? Because Polanco, Polanco will be gone. He'll be gone, year. so you won't even have to worry about that thirteen million, right? So just forget it. That nine million is nothing. It 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 goes right along along the lines of not spending money, right? That's not a problem, and so it's not about saving the nine million dollars, and it never it never will be in that scenario. But right. what it is is if he makes the All-Star game, you get a better return. Yep. Got a better chance of pulling a really high prospect from a team. That's right. And so you get Adam Frazier, who is a starting All-Star game, but you also get him next year mm-hmm. for $9 million. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's right. That's fine. But you, get, you have control of him. You're not going to lose him. You're not just borrowing a guy for three months and then losing him. So that... Right holds value in and of itself. And mostly because let's talk about the team that's most interested right now, or at least most talked about is the white Sox Mm -hmm. because the white Sox lost their guy. Yeah. Madrigal's out for the year. When you lose. Yeah. When you lose Nick Madrigal, who was a player just like very similar to Adam Frazier Mm -hmm. contact guy got on base. He's done for the year. Now you say, yeah, but we don't need him next year. Well, the good thing about Adam Frazier is he has plus defensive metrics in the corner outfield as well. Mm -hmm. And he came up as a shortstop, even though he hasn't played very much shortstop at all in the majors. He was a shortstop. I mean, he was drafted as, you know what I mean? Yeah. He can play it. So, but he can play anywhere on the field. Yeah. But even if, even if he, even if you don't consider that, he's a gold glove caliber, second baseman and corner outfielder. Yeah. So, I mean, Nick Madrigal, if you're the White Sox, 
you've had your left fielder, your right fielder, and your second baseman injured this season. (laughs) So you of all people should know the value of a guy who's versatile and can move around and hit because the White Sox also are a team that builds their lineup with different types of hitters. They're not just going out there saying, who can I get who has a high on base and high home runs? I don't care about strikeouts. Those teams, they're not complete. Right. And that's a problem. I mean, that's a problem with the Braves right now. They lead the world in home runs. They don't score a lot of runs. They don't win a lot yeah. of games. I mean, they're doing all right now, but early on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, they're not the only team. I just called them out because they were the leaders. Like they had the most home runs and they weren't winning. They yeah. don't anymore. Maybe they're balancing it out or maybe, I don't know, but um, getting Adam Frazier into the all-star game improves that value that you'll get back. So with those two things, one goes with the other one and saying, if the second one doesn't happen, meaning if you do not get that the value in return, you don't have to trade him. That's right. where I think this falls apart. Because there are some people who say, don't trade him at all. He made the all-star game. We need to keep him. Why? It doesn't matter having an all-star team or having an all-star on a team who's losing. It just doesn't matter. However, the other scenario where you say, well, yeah, but we don't have anybody to fill his shoes. So we really, it it would give us a lot of value to keep him. But it's not, like, that's the only reason. Not just because he's an all-star. Like, that's not enough. It has to provide value. And in this case, it does provide value to keep him, which means the value you get back in return from a trade has to be more than the value you'll get by keeping him on the team. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the big thing. But if you're anywhere in between any of those, then that's where there's like, okay, but that's not enough. The $9 million, that's not enough. That's not enough just to trade him because he's worth $9 million next year. That's not even a real number. That's just an assumed number because he's doing well. It's arbitration. Right. So here's what to look for. The Diamondbacks. Oh, geez. The Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. If people are laughing at Pittsburgh, what do you think about Arizona? It's so bad. But anyway, Eduardo Escobar plays for the Diamondbacks. He's a second baseman, uh, third base, second base kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think he's even played short. He's got 18 home runs right now. He's a veteran. I'm pretty sure this is like he's just whatever deal he's on. It's this year. So he's a rental. So he's a rental who provides power. But I mean, he hits like he's hitting like 250 under that, but not by much. So depending on your team, there are two things you're looking for. Let's say, let's say, for instance, if you're the White Sox, let's say you look at Escobar and you say, well, we really only need somebody for this year. So that in and of itself would say, let's go after Escobar. He's a little more expensive for his short term here this year, but he's not going to cost us near as much in prospects. So he's a cheaper get to get Escobar. He, he's going to hit us some power. He's going to play defense pretty well. So if I want to go less in, I can go to Escobar and sure. let's bring him in instead of Frazier. Now, if you like the value that Frazier has, because Escobar, like I said, he can play third, he can play second, he can he can move around a bit, I'm sure. But Frazier's going to require more, mostly because the Diamondbacks have no reason to keep Escobar. Right. No reason whatsoever. 
especially because their center fielder is also a second baseman. So, I mean, once he's back from injury, his second injury this year, he could even just play second. Like, they, they, they have 10 more losses than the Pirates, okay? They don't right. care about a guy who's just going to play this year for them. That right. is a must-trade situation because he provides zero value keeping him around. Unlike Frazier, who does provide value for the Pirates because of right. the fact that, you know, we're all the things that we just talked about. But if you're a team looking for a guy who's also a leadoff hitter, you can't go get Escobar. So you're going to have to pay if you want to get Frazier. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But watch Escobar because he's the cheaper get. So I would imagine the teams may be a little more motivated to go after Escobar than Frazier. You agree with that? Yeah. To a point. Just because it's cheaper. Yeah. Just because of that. Because teams don't really care to trade away their prospects anymore. It's not like it used to be. Right. You used to be able to have a decent player nearing the end of their contract and people would give you some pretty decent prospects in return. Now now you're lucky to get a, a good prospect for a really good player. Yeah. I think if it was my call, it would be based on my team needs. Mm-hmm. And if I needed if I needed the type of hitter that Fra- – because I think defensively, I don't think you can go wrong. Even if no. Frazier's better, it's still like this guy's not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Right. So I got to go after, well, I need, if, if I, if I just lost Madrigal, then I'm, I, I would rather have Frazier. Right. You know what I mean? Especially to a team who values all types of hitters like the White Sox do. Have you heard other teams? The Blue Jays. I heard the Blue Jays were interested. That surprises me a little bit. I guess they have the DH in play. I guess both teams have the DH in play too. So you don't think about that even when you think about next year with Frazier with the White Sox. Right. You know, you also have the DH in play where Aloy Jimenez and and Luis Robert too. Yeah. I mean, those are, I mean, especially Aloy, who's a big guy. And I know that they have like Abreu and I know Mercedes was there for a while, but he's been sent down. I don't know. I would think that you would want to go with with Adam Frazier for sure. I think I'd be I think I'd be saying yeah, g- give him to me. Yeah. I'd be trying to figure out a way to get him. I understand the thing about it being cheaper too, but So what do you figure though? Like, you know, what do you we know that Sherrington's going to go for somebody who's further away. Like he's not going to go after the guys that have already made 40-man roster. Jake Berger, I think the third baseman, or, you know, corner infield, Gavin Sheets, corner infield guy. Who's the first base outfielder who's already on the team too, and he's been doing really good. They're not going after those guys. And Vaughn, Andrew Danny Vaughn, Mendick. I think. What's that? Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick is he one of their prospects? I mean, I know he's he's there, but I didn't know he was really listed as a prospect. But yeah, even then, like you're not getting those guys in return. And Mendick is the guy that they thought he could step in for because he's the same type of hitter too. But he has not been there. Yeah, has not been doing well. But it'll be interesting, you know, if you look down through their prospects at, at guys they have. I mean, you're not getting these guys that are close. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're more uh, more or less you're getting. For Frazier, I would say you probably would be hard-pressed to get a top 10, especially because I think the White Sox top 10, most of those guys are close. So I would think probably right after that, 
maybe there's a there's a couple 19-year-olds, there's a third baseman and an outfielder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those types of guys, maybe 12, 13. Uh, well, Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger are above them, but those guys are in the majors right now. So they'll drop off this list, and then those guys could become possible top 10 guys. But I, I look for it to be something like that, a guy that you're not going to see for a long time. Sherrington conti- will continue to go after the best talent. And sometimes that means you have to get them. The younger you get them, the, the more apt the team is to get rid of them. And if Sherrington is a development guy, he'd rather have him young anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know as far as Blue Jays, as far as what they're looking at. I would think that Escobar would be a good grab for them too, because they wouldn't have to give up as much, but I don't even know what they have. I, you know, I've, most of the stories have been White Sox. It'd be interesting to see. It looks like um, the Giants maybe taking a look. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, they have to be pushing right now. They have to be. Right. I know the Blue Jays were interested in Richard Rodriguez. I think it'd be interesting to see what it would look like if I a team that, could combine the two. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking, Blue Jays. But it was, was uh, yeah. Richard Rodriguez. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I it would be interesting to see if they would able if they would be able to pair the two in order to get the next next in line there. You know what I mean? Like the next best prospect instead of what they could get. But yeah, that's the big thing. So, I've even seen articles written about Brian Reynolds being traded. Uh, that shouldn't happen. No, it's way too early, especially because that article was written about the Indians who need a lot more than Brian Reynolds. Right. I just, I mean, I don't, I just don't see him making that type of an impact. Uh I heard that the Yankees checked in. Sure. They're going to check in on everyone. Right. Because the Yankees have a team full of uh, guys that should be winning and they're not winning. They have a team full of muscle milk endorsers, (laughs) but I'm, just looking at this article right now and it's showing the White Sox and the Yankees and the Giants have all taken looks at Frazier. So the Yankees have even looked in on Frazier. Yeah, I, I could see that too. Um, once again, when you look, when you talk about an American League team, anytime you get a guy like that, it frees somebody else up to DH. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I don't know because the Yankees got, you know, all, like everybody on their team should be a DH. Except for well, LeMahieu, guess, who plays the position that Frazier does. So that really, maybe I'll no, go back on really. that. He, he's been playing a lot of first base lately. Like, Okay. But um, they went out and got Rugnet Odor earlier this that's year. That's right. And it's just not been good. Well, because that's, what'd you expect? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, the Rangers got him. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, it's, listen, guys, it might happen. If it does, it's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've got uh, no reason to doubt Sherrington right now as far as finding talent and trading for it, or at least uh, get it, you know, pushing the right buttons. I mean, Piguero's killing it. You know what I mean? Contreras is killing it. Contreras is killing it. Yohore was good when he was here. Um, Escado's been decent. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think through them all and that's ridiculous to try to do that, but they've been good. Brennan Malone has looked good. 
in his time. You know what I mean? You're talking mm-hmm. uh, Nick Gonzalez. You know what I mean? Just, okay, let's stop. But the point yeah. is, he's able to go and look. And I know he's putting a lot of pressure on himself right now, saying that you can't miss on the draft pick. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get in the draft right now. We're going to talk about the draft next week. Um, the draft is next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll do, uh, I don't know if we'll record our episode during the draft or I think that'd be kind of cool. You get like our actual reaction in real time. That'd be kind of yeah. fun. I mean, not in real time. You'd get it on Monday. <laughs> you get it on Monday morning. But yeah. anyway, um, speaking of the draft next week, when we do hear that first round draft pick, it's going to be read to us by Neil Walker. Neil Walker. Pittsburgh kid. So Neil Walker, they, they said that he's going to announce the first round draft pick. He's going to also do some broadcasting. Yeah. I think August 13th will be his first one. Yeah, and I think he said like there's like nine games August and September he's going to do. A couple yeah. series or whatever. Three, I guess that would be three of them. That's pretty cool. I, it sounds like that's been in the works a long time. Yeah. So, like, when he was playing in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, at least right. it's not like, hey, uh, that'd be pretty cool. Let's get Neil <laughs> Walker. He stopped playing. No, it's it's not. It's been brewing. This has been a plan. It, right. So it seems. But so that's pretty cool. Neil Walker, uh, I think we've always, even when he was gone, I think we always, like, I hated when he was at the Brewers because I was like, that sucks. Yeah. Like, he's a bucko. Right. But anyway. Also speaking of draft and talent and young guys, a little dude Altoona that we just I mean, we just keep talking about them. Yeah. Mason Martin, what did he hit three home runs? Ended up with three home runs in that game? Uh on the or was day. double header. It was a double header. Two home yeah. runs in the first game, one in the one. nightcap. Yeah. And I was watching one of the clips from one of the home runs and dude he hit it out of the dang stadium. Yeah. Like it's it wasn't just a one level thing either. Two two decks. Where was that? And at? then they had a high fence. I don't know. I forget where it was at. Was it the Rumble Ponies or something? Something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't even know why I brought that. As if anyone's gonna be familiar with any where minor league. Yeah, come on. Right. But anyway, two two decks. They had like a fifteen foot billboard on the second deck, up above the second deck, and he cleared the billboards. And smooth and short. Yeah. Swing you know what I mean? good. Yeah. That's a potential 30-homer guyer. That's a that's a river ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just hit a river ball. Yeah, that's a good point. On the fly, in the river. Jeez. Anyway, uh, what's coming up this week for our lovely... Score two runs a game, Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> we got the Braves today, tonight. Mm-hmm. That game is currently on while we're recording this, and we've scored two runs. However, right. we are we are winning two to one, three to one. Josh Nagowski singled, and Brian Reynolds scored just now, just now. Because I just refreshed the calendar, and it still says two one. Hey guys, John Nagowski, not Josh, right? John Nagowski. Did John, I say Josh? You said Josh. Oh, I'm sitting here reading it. Hey, I guess what? Josh. Guys, if you're listening, you can call him Josh if you want. Because after the All-Star game, he's probably not <laughs> even going to be a pirate. 
this is one of those moves. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because there's a lot of transactions that are happening. I mean, Kevin Kramer's gone, not that we care, but he is gone. Jeff Hartley, if you've been frustrated watching him pitches, he's been designated for assignment in order to make room for John Nagowski from <laughs> the Cardinals. It's a cash trade. This is why they did this. I mean, first off, if he ends up being anything, it's a plus. Right. But right now, Moran's down. Kai Tom's down. Uh, Eric Gonzalez is down. We've brought Defoe back up. All of us up. That I mean, Cahill's down. This is a madhouse. However, um, in this scenario, if you bring up Will Craig again, who is, by the way, finding his swing right now in AAA, he's been doing really good as of late, hitting over 300 with some doubles, whatever. I know we've seen it before. Mm -hmm. But if you bring him up, you know you're going to have to send him back down. The more you do that, the more chance you have of that being not an option anymore. Right. He ends up either going to another team or just electing free agency and letting another team pick him up. And I know that for most of you, you'd say, well, that's fine. Maybe the next guy will just touch first base. Dude, that's one play. Right. And he's gold glove caliber first baseman who has upside, even though we don't know if it'll ever show up. Right. But it's there. I don't care. It's not a big deal. To be honest with you, he plays first base for our AAA team, and we need him to keep doing that until the guy we just talked about, Mason Martin, is ready to go to AAA. <laughs> right. So you go after a guy like Nagowski. You don't give up any of your players. You just pay cash for him, and you put him on your team for basically until the All-Star game. Everybody gets a rest. If some of these guys are able to come back after the All-Star break, Nagowski probably goes, unless he lights everything on fire, then you might get a more of like a longer look. Yeah. But for the most part, the only reason you do these types of moves is because he's going to play for the Pirates for like a week. And then you just lose him and you don't do care. I, I think they're going to send Oliver back down before Nagowski. Well, yeah, because he doesn't do anything for you at first he base. Have options. And he has options. Defoe, maybe not, because Defoe doesn't have options. Right. Because we designated him last, last time. And, you know, Same thing with Kai him. Tom. What, if, it's, if it's Kai Tom that comes back and Oliver's already down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Oliver and, and Kai Tom go together. Right. Defoe and Eric Gonzalez go together. Now, that's not necessarily meaning that it will be one for one. Right. But if you think of it, that's outfielder for outfielder, infielder for infielder, first baseman for first baseman, even though if Eric Gonzalez comes back, that could be a way out for Nagowski too because Eric Gonzalez can play first base as well as anyone. Yeah. So that's all this is, is you know that this is temporary mm-hmm. and you'd rather not lose another guy just to lose a guy. So literally you just get a guy like this, you have him for a week, he's gone. This happens on a lot of teams and sometimes you don't even notice it because you don't even see him there. Uh, Hunter Owen, if you blinked, you missed his appearance. (laughs) Now, granted he's at AAA right now, but he was selected, put on the 40 man roster, was there for what? Three days. And then was was taken off of the 40 man roster. You don't do that more than once a year. Like, you try not to. Right. Same thing with, like, Wilmer Defoe. 
if you have to send him down again, chances are he's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. Anyway. A lot of injuries right now. A lot of moves. Nagowski just had an RBI, and he's not going to be around long, so don't, like, find some Garrett Jones-type love for him. He's he's not going to be here very long. <laughs> ben Gamble just doubled, too. Stalling scored. There you go. Ben Gamble has a home run in this game, too. Hey, guys. We just scored four runs. Now let's win the game. That's all it takes. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> so after tonight, two more against the Braves, and then four against the Mets, and we're at the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, Quinn Priester, both selected to be in the Futures game. I yeah. don't know that Ronzi Contreras pitches in it. There was word that Ronzi and O'Neill Cruz have sore arms. Guys, when they say they have sore arms, don't think of it like, oh, geez, who cares? No, that means it's like perpetually sore. Like every day they have a hard time because their arm is sore. That's a much different thing than when you were in high school and had a sore arm. (laughs) It doesn't just hurt a little bit. Right. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, seven more games against a team trying to get into first and a team who is in first. Did we just score again? Yeah, Big Nagowski scored. Did you just call him Big Nagowski? Yeah, that's what they called him. Are you serious? But it doesn't say how. Ah, Philip Evans ground out the third. Nagowski scores. Ben Gamble to third. Okay. Hey, guys, we got five runs. <laughs> Let's go Bucks. Two in a row. Win one more. It's called a winning streak. <laughs> it has happened before. It has happened before. Hey, real like real quick, you can get online. You got till Thursday. Good point. Two tickets for twenty six dollars because Frazier is a starter. They gonna they should do that with Brian Reynolds. Two tickets for ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a starter. Good point. Could be. Hey guys, be. also PNC Park is like one of the cheapest parks in baseball. Right. I did actually. I went on and uh, when I signed up for AT&T TV, they gave me a $100 Visa card. I used that and I went in and bought two games. There you go. And I'm sitting in section 127. They're good seats, man. 26 bucks. Chad Cool pitches Tuesday night. Will Crow pitches Wednesday afternoon. 12 o'clock game. Lunchtime. Yeah. Yep. Watch it from work. I will. Ah, dude, right before we get off here personal pain point i installed an insider's preview of windows 11 onto my surface so windows 11 that doesn't come out till october and found out that right now nord vpn has an issue connecting on windows 11 so (laughs) i am far enough away that i'm right on the edge of what's considered in market and out of market and so i have to use a vpn to watch the games because no, no provider gives me the games, but yet MLB says I'm too close. So, like, right. MLB doesn't agree with all of the cable providers and satellite and whoever else. I don't get it. Basically, I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, I use a VPN, and right now, I can't use it. That's not true. I can still use it on my Chromecast in the main TV on our main TV. I like to watch it on my Surface while I'm doing other things on my desktop and... Yada, yada. Right. Yeah. And I can still watch it on that one because it's, I, I, I'm not going to do insider uh, preview uh, builds of Windows on all of my computers just in case <laughs> it crashes. Right. This is a beta. You know what I mean? Anyway, 
Uh, man, you know what? It's so hard when they're not playing well to right. to really get to a place where you say, let's stay positive. I mean, hey, we've got two all-stars. Let's enjoy it. We got another run. Six to one. Six, Six to, to one. one. Wild pitch. I don't like recording during games <laughs> because I'm just like, dang it. Anyway, here we go. Let's go, box. We're winning a game. These are the Let's kind of go. things. Find these games and then watch them. <laughs> this is my household battle right here. It is. Yeah, my wife's a big Braves fan. Yeah. If you ever so wonder why box. Jake brings up the Braves all the time, <laughs> it's because he has to watch them all the time. Not has to. You know what I mean? No, he, no. He hears a lot about them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of attention paid to them. And now that we've, we've made it to the postseason, I'm allowed to root for them when they're not playing the Pirates. Says you. Says me. Yeah, that's fine that's because fine. my wife's a Braves fan. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, family first. Yep. <laughs> Just ask Dom. You got to. Um, anyway, I have a hard time closing these sometimes because I want to say, go to the game. Go. I understand your frustration, so here's what I'll finish with. At least we're not the Diamondbacks. Let's go, Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> 